0: Hey Peppin. Yo 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 yo.
1: That's a lot of yos. What is? What even is yo? Yo 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 yo.
0: Well, I guess you say enough times, it kind of loses its
1: meaning. Yeah, I I know that that's a pretty that's like a thing, right?
0: Yeah, it's called jama actually It's like I get it a lot of times. People get it. It's like you ever like are writing something and it's like you say the word the in it and you're like, wait, the. Is that a real word?
1: Yeah, that has happened to me. It's like, uh, I, uh, Jamis Vu, that, or that sounds familiar.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like, they, wait, wait, we need to talk.
1: Welcome back. So glad you guys could join us. I am here once again with my best friend, Nathan Pepin. How's it going, Pepin?
0: Yo, yo, doing well? It's an exciting Labor Day, Martin Luther King.
1: Martin, the day Martin Luther King Jr.'s mom went into labor. I thought he died. I think it was his birthday today. Usually you do a holiday on their birthday, not on their death day, unless you're Christian.
0: Okay, okay. Good point, good point. So, he, he died, and he had a dream, and he was born, but he was born today.
1: He was born this date many years prior. And how are you, Steve? Better than Martin Luther King Jr. <laughs> At the moment. How about you? <laughs> Glad to hear it. So, today we're talking about Jameis <laughs> Vu. Can you give me a definition?
0: So have you ever experienced deja vu? Like, deja vu is something people experience quite a bit.
1: Deja vu is where you think that you've experienced something before. It seems familiar, but you know it's unique.
0: Mm -hmm. uh, jamas vu is essentially the opposite.
1: So you know something is familiar, but it feels unique.
0: Yeah, yeah. So so the big example of that is with words. So it's like in the opening, uh, I mean... It's better to understand with the word the, because it happens to everybody. Like, we're just kind of writing or something, or we see something, and we come across something which is familiar. We know the is a word, but then there's been times where I have, like, been writing the, and, I'm like, is that really the right word, though? I mean, you mean the. Yeah, the. Or the. 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 The the. The
1: the. Which one is the right pronunciation?
0: But, but it's like, which... Is, is this actually a word or am I just making this up or like say vacuum, right? So vacuum is a word we know, but if I start using the word vacuum too much or if I'm really tired or something like the association of the word to the actual thing gets lost. It's like, I, I, I look at the word, I can notice a thing at some level, but at the same time, like, hold on, is this really a thing? And then I go to Google and see it's vacuum a real word.
1: So the word, wait, it gets so bad. You have to Google it.
0: Uh, I, I test myself sometimes. Wow,
1: that's brutal. So the word and the concept that the word represents become disassociated.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, it's something that's familiar, but the the experience you have is that thing is not familiar. And words are a good example of that, uh, but there's expands to other certain things. Like you said, you got that with words a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've experienced that exact thing. Um, you know, I think that's a, a pretty common thing that most people can relate to. That if you say a word enough times, it loses meaning.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this happened to me. This, this is a bad example. So I hope she doesn't listen to this, but uh, th- this is kind of a. It,
1: Are you going to say a girlfriend's name?
0: No. Okay. So, so this is. That would
1: be really, really awesome.
0: <laughs> so she and I have been dating for a while, and uh, she she changed her hair up. Right. She, she changed it. She just dyed the color essentially.
1: Wait, she dyed her hair. She
0: dyed her hair. You're like
1: pointing at the back of your skull. Like it was just the back. Is it her whole head or was it just a a section? Her whole head. Okay. So her whole head changed colors. Yeah. How drastically?
0: Not too drastically. So it's like like brown to darker brown. It was like down brown to like a lighter brown with highlights.
1: Okay. So there were also highlights. Yeah. Okay. Go on.
0: So it's like, I'm used to seeing her. I know what she looks like and everything. But we went to Subway and, you know, that whole day, just just the first day seeing her with her new hair. It's like, I'm just kind of like, I know who you are, but I don't feel like I know who
1: you are. (laughs) Like, something's different about you. You're a different person. Do you have a twin? See, it kind of felt like that, though, because we
0: went to Subway and like, I'm like, okay, my girlfriend is next to me. I know who she is, but I'm just looking at her like, who is this? Like, 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 my brain knew who she was. I knew what she, who she was on, like, a, say, technical or like some sort of, like, logical level.
1: Or a conceptual level.
0: <laughs> like I, know, I know this must be Laura, but I'm just looking at her like, who the fuck is this girl?
1: <laughs> you're, t- you're testing. Oh, my God. You're testing the very concept of who she is based solely on a small change in her hair color. My brain just <laughs> didn't recognize her. Okay, did you recognize that the reason you didn't recognize her was because of her hair?
0: Yeah, yeah. Or were
1: you like something's different but I don't know what?
0: So I knew it was her hair. It had everything to do with the hair, but just that being different made me this it dissociated like the idea of her from like her as like a thing. Like like it is like my idea of what Laura was in my in my brain. Like seeing her in person, it didn't register Laura. Oh, hey, it's Laura. Like you know, when you see people you haven't seen in a while, and you realize it's that person, and then it kind of clicks, it's like, "Oh yeah, that's John." And now you see that person that's John. Mm-hmm. This this was like, I know it's I know it's her, but I'm not thinking, "Oh yeah, that that that's her right there." It's just kind of like I know it's her, but
1: my You're brain. Like, Damn, she's hot. I wonder if she's got a boyfriend. I kind of did think that actually. Well, there you go. So I think I think something like that kind of it doesn't it's less of a of a like test of whether you know somebody or not and more of a broadening of your knowledge of them because clearly you had such a defined vision of this person in your head that your mind rejected any alteration of said uh image so when something changed now you do have a broader view of her as a person maybe now if you saw her completely bald you'd still be like oh yeah that's laura
0: yeah, it took me a while. I just had to get used to it, essentially. So once I got used to it, it's kind of like what was fine. But until then, it's kind of like, like who is this person? Why? Why am I like sitting next to them and holding hands? Like, like it my kinda, girlfriend's gonna be mad. It, it, that's kind of how I felt a little bit. Like, Laura's not gonna feel. <laughs> you felt <free. laughs>
1: guilty because you were cheating on your girlfriend with your girlfriend of a different hair color.
0: <laughs> yeah, which I understand is completely insane. <laughs> Did sounding. you tell her? Uh. I would, so I told her in the way people usually tell people this, like, "Oh man, I just am having such a hard time getting used to your new hair color." Oh, that's a negative way to phrase it. But go
1: on. Well How did she react to that? No,
0: fine. I mean, is, is this, this is this is a shame. like I wasn't saying it was bad. I was just saying, "Man, you look so different now. I hardly recognize you." Mm-hmm. Like so you couch it in a good way, but you don't say like, "My brain's not actually perceiving you to be you," because <laughs> that's that's a heavy statement to you know lob at somebody.
1: No, I I don't know. I think I think if what you're saying is honest, it doesn't matter. That that to me is like above and beyond anything else that you could possibly say. Is as long as you're being honest, that's what matters. Um, but I know I know what you're saying. That like you can test the the conceptual uh, visions you have of people by just like seeing them in a different light, if you will, or seeing them after a while, and. I have that happen on such like a deep level. There was one time I was sitting and I was talking to my brother and I looked at him. And when I looked at him, literally my vision changed and shifted. So he looked completely different and forever, from then on forever, he changed how I conceptually thought about him and like how he physically looks, even though nothing changed and i i can't explain like why that happens the way it does but i know when i'm look when i look at somebody and i see this visual change actively happening in front of me i'm like they just it just how they look to me just changed forever
0: yeah that oh my god is there a word for that i don't know is there there should be because that you just described something that I've experienced myself, mm-hmm. and it's really hard to put into words, yeah. like, it, that that sensation. It's it's like, it's kind of like when you, uh, some cartoon character out there mm-hmm. where they look a certain way to me, but then you point out that thing, like, on their face, it's actually their nose. Mm. And then you're just like, wait a second.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So it changes your perspective completely. Yeah. yeah. Like, you can see that raggedy old witch lady, or it looks like a, a woman wearing a pearl necklace kind of. it's like an opt an optical illusion
0: it's one of those things where once you see it you can't unsee it yeah 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 okay w- where it is you know like a lot of cartoons they're not very well drawn or they're very abstract like
1: defamiliarization that's what i'm going to call it defamiliarization i like that word thank that's you good term. i thought that was a good one
0: but it's like you see this character and you think that this thing it might be its chin or something, but then you realize it's actually something else. Mm. You, you know, it maybe it's actually like a strap they have on, or maybe like a band-aid. Mm. Like there's I wish I could come up with an example here. I feel I, like
1: some of the implication there though is that you're seeing them for how they were actually intended to be. Versus like for me, it's there's no there's no way somebody is intended to look. Like there's no way your face is intended to look and yet the complete construction and, and uh, concept of your face could completely shift and forever be different in my mind. And I have no idea why that would happen or how something can actively visually change like that for no reason. It's not like I haven't seen you for 10 years and then it happens. It's like we're just sitting here talking and all of a sudden there's this whole shift and it's so uncomfortable for me.
0: Well, it's like an update in perception because you have like your per- your stored perception of that person. And then at some point you realize that perception is not valid. So then it updates. And then when it updates, you're like, what the
1: fuck? I love that because it's just like an update because I always want to push it off as long as possible because <laughs> I don't want that vision that I've held on to for so long to change. When it does, eventually I get used to it. But it's so uncomfortable in the moment that I want to push it off as long as possible. And mm-hmm. it it's almost like a... A really anxious feeling when it starts happening. I'm like, oh, it's happening, and there's nothing I can do. And now they're gonna change forever. Yeah,
0: yeah. I used to have a college job, and the there's this guy there. He was like very nerdy. Like it was a nerdy job. It was programming, and th- this guy named Zeke who was there, and he's like super into Apple, super hipster. Like he was hipster before hipsters were hipsters. Mm-hmm. Like that's how hipster he was, and he. One day, just in the middle of a meeting, I mean, it was like an after meeting, but we're all there, and he's like, So, guys, I want to ask you a question. I changed something about me two months ago, and I want to see if any guys know what it is. Like, w- w- what do you mean? He's like, D- So, just, just look at me. It's a, it's, a, it's a physical thing, it's a visual thing. So, there's something different about me. Can one of you figure out what it is? So, we're all kind of like looking and trying to
1: get a to... tattoo of his own face on his face.
0: No, that that would have been good. That would <laughs> okay. have been good. So we spent about like 15 minutes kind of like doing things like, did you like uh, trim your beard a little bit? Did you are you doing this? Did did you lose some weight? Like mm-hmm. going with all these different things. And then eventually he's like, OK, guys, do you know what it is? And I'm surprised none of you have brought this up in the last two months. But so I have my sideburns. I shaved one sideburn. Is that side the sideburn? Not shaved at all. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Oh my god. What? <laughs> you
1: guys didn't even notice? Nobody noticed. That is wild.
0: And this was an experiment he was doing because he's like, he wanted to see if people were actually paying attention to him. Yeah. And if you changed something. And he also wanted to see if that's something you'd even notice. Because you, you have that mental picture of the person. And do you still in that detail? Like, do you not even notice that they have one sideburn sh- shaved and one not? Now, if you just met him, you might notice that, right? Because this is your first impression of the person. Oh, he has one sideburn shaved, one not. But we've been working with this guy like every day for the last like, you know, four or five months. We had our perception kind of solidified. And now that he pointed it out, now my perception of him's changed. Like, oh, Mm. yeah, he does. What? Like now my thing's updated. But nobody thought I knew he looked like that. We're all just super fucking confused.
1: That's wild how our perception can completely either change at the drop of a hat or not change despite the fact that there really is change. That's wild to me. How does that relate to Jama's Vu?
0: So it's Jama's Vu in a way because we have our perceptual model that we interact with. So when I interact with you, I'm not interacting with you on some sort of real level. I mean, I am in some sort of like ultimate way, kind of way. But really, I'm interacting with my perception of you. So, it's all internal, which is translated into external kind of uh, action. So, I, I have my mental model of what you are, and I like the data comes into my brain, it processes it, and then constructs you. And it's pretty similar to the data, like it should be, but my brain fills in all these details, gaps, context, holes, and I'm actually interacting with that perceptual model. Sometimes, the perceptual model gets confused and doesn't actually relate to the thing out there. Or sometimes the data, so sometimes we get the data in, so like the word, so the word the, but then we don't actually have the perceptual model to actually interact with. So we see the word the, we kind of know what it refers to, but we, we don't feel like it's a natural thing because the data is separated from the concept or the thing that we actually use to kind of cling on to.
1: Mm, so it's the, the deconstruction of a bond between two concepts. Yeah. Or, or a word and its meaning or a person and their looks.
0: I think it's more accurate to say the, the, uh, how do you say this? The data. So just the lights. So, so like, when you see a word or hear a word or something, there's the actual, like, sound waves, or maybe there's the text and how it looks, Mm -hmm. the actual photons that hit your eyes and recognize that. Mm -hmm. So there's the physical representation of that thing. And then there's the thing, the model inside your mind, which is the concept.
1: Well, I think that the, that you can have the, this, this phenomena of Jamais Vu without having external stimuli. I think that if you just say uh in your own brain, the, 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 the over and over, like eventually it will lose meaning to the point that it doesn't connect anymore. So this,
0: this is where it's interesting. Cause I, I think a big thing about humans is that we can create stimuli internally. Mm-hmm. So, but this, 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 same rule applies. So whereas the word the was coming from external sources, mm. say audio or with uh, the text from a book or something like that, we can kind of generate that internally. Mm. But this processing process is there. If we create a word the in our head, but then that word the kind of loses the connection to the actual concept behind it, the actual mm. kind of linkage, then it's the same kind of effect. Like, it's not like it's just in there but it's it's the concept of it
1: well the, i think that's why I, I i framed it as two concepts losing the connection mm. between them because i think even if let's say you're saying the word the over in your head and we agree that that is the equivalent of the sound of the word the it's still if i write the word the and look at it it's going to have the same effect of not being recognized because i've disassociated the entire concept of a word quote-unquote with the concept of the definition of said word they are completely separated from each other to Mm -hmm. the point that the concept of a word the no longer exists Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it becomes new stimuli even though it's obviously probably the most used word that any of us have ever used
0: yeah yeah part of what makes me think about this a little bit is is it that the the, like the triggering of the say data i'm gonna call it data data to the concept Mm -hmm. is that just contextual and then when you can trigger enough time it doesn't it's like uh, what i'm trying to say here exactly so it's like let's say you see the word the and it makes sense in context so your brain kind of pulls up what the means Mm -hmm. and kind of links the concept to it so you kind of link the word to what the means and the means different things in different contexts. So you pull up the right context or right meaning for the right context. But then when you say it just enough times, there's no context where you say the over and over again, except to simulate Jama's view essentially. Mm-hmm. So when you just do it over and over again, it doesn't actually trigger the whole bringing up the concept thing. So it just kind of gets lost. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just for whatever reason, your brain just doesn't work. It's like uh, there was a time where I went to my kitchen and I looked at the kitchen counter and I was like, has it always looked like this? Mm. Had there always been these like yellow, like marble streaks across it? I thought it just was white. I'm very mm. confused. And I looked at it for about like five minutes, just kind of thinking, did we change the counter? What's what's different with this? Why does it look like this? It shouldn't look like this. This is that's not how it looks in my head, in my memories. Like it was the most confusing thing for me.
1: Mm. And we've seen that phenomena happen with uh, a lot of different things and the Mandela effect. And I think we've talked about that um on a full episode about the berenstain bears so uh, i i don't want to dive back into that go listen to that episode if you haven't um to to hear about that but i think that this is is a little bit different in that you're not creating something you're more you're losing something it's the opposite
0: well with the countertop example i'm losing what my like i see the data i see the object it's kind of like losing the yeah the meaning of what the this countertop was in my head
1: i see i disagree i think you, what you're talking about with the countertop is the mandela effect where you have a a definite memory of something as one thing but the actual reality of it is different than your memory of it okay i
0: see your point there okay yeah okay i'm gonna say they're connected those two
1: things i don't disagree i i i agree with that
0: as far as specificity though i think you're right yeah Mm -hmm. but that's that's a point that people haven't really dived into with the mandela effect at least
1: in popular culture it's connection with jamais vu yeah Mm. Hmm. and and deja vu i guess i i would imagine that they're all the same i so i heard once an explanation for deja vu being that there's there was basically a brain lag so you um deja vu Is You feel like you've seen something before but you haven't so when something goes into your um, Into your senses, let's say you see something and you're like that looks familiar I feel like I've seen that before even though you know you haven't What's happening is it's going in and it's supposed to ping your short-term memory and then translate over to your long-term memory and associate with something but what it's doing is it's bypassing your short-term going straight to your long-term then going to your short-term then back to long term and your short term saying, oh, it's already in long term, but that's because it it misfired and went to the wrong place to begin with. On a super conceptual level, that is a idea of how something like that would happen, and I think Jean vu uh, is the exact opposite, where it would completely miss. It's supposed to be in your long term, but for whatever reason, maybe overload of those neurons um by saying it over and over and over it loses the association with the things it's supposed to be associated with and therefore your brain doesn't actually recall that
0: yeah that that's 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 pretty good
1: that's about as technical as i can possibly get with having no idea what i'm talking about
0: see that was very i was kind of impressed there usually you don't <laughs> ever get that technical so this mm-hmm. is this is uh, a new meter
1: we're switching places i'm gonna <laughs> jamais spoo you mm.
0: One thing I used to be able to do back when I was younger, I can't do it anymore, which I found unfortunate. But so I, I used to be. Put your foot behind your head? Hold on. Let me try. No, please just, don't. So, so I used Not to. Not in your current outfit. <laughs> I, I used to go to church, or I was forced to go to church. And mm-hmm. there would be these long, kind of sermons and lectures and stuff like that. And I'd be very bored during it, usually, just kind of like trying to do random stuff. But then I figured out I could do this thing and it's maybe like a, a teenager at the time and it, it's like I would kind of listen but kind of not listen and I would try to just hear the words like as this audible sound. Yeah. And I think the best way, okay, first I'll explain what I did and then I'll, so, so it's like instead of trying to hear like the spoken words, like the, the, all these words and kind of putting meaning to them, I tried to strip it meet the meaning in my head And I don't know how I was doing this. I was just kind of had an inclination in my head about how to do it, like kind of instinctive. But I was able to like just kind of hear the sounds the pastor was making and not the actual context of what the words were saying. Or it it sounded like gibberish, but it sounded like, you know, English gibberish. And I think probably the best explanation is like you wonder like what does English sound like to non-native speakers? Or what does, you know, you hear some other language, say Japanese or some other language. You aren't hearing what the actual words mean or the context. You're just hearing these different sounds, like the sounds of the actual language is made up of. And somehow I was able to dis- disassociate, like, the actual English from the, the the sounds in my mind. I was just
1: hearing the pure sounds. That's cool. I, I feel like I, like, you explain that, I could do that if I wanted to. Like, I, 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 I understand the, what you're saying where you just had this idea that you knew you could do that. Mm-hmm. I feel like I could do that. I bet a lot of people listening right now feel the same way. They're like, oh, wow, I bet I could do that, too. I could do it when I was
0: younger. And I've tried it as I've gotten older. And I don't know why, but I can't do it.
1: two in your own head, man. Yeah. You got to get out of your head.
0: Well, my, my hypothesis is back then, like, my language processing or, like, the language center in my brain, it was less, like, developed, and now it's just kind of solidified, so now, like, it's just automatic, like, I, I hear an English word, and I automatically get the meaning for it, like, but... Maybe back then I could disassociate more, but maybe I could still do it if I tried. Or if you can do it, let us know in the comments. I mean.
1: Definitely do that, because that would be really cool.
0: Yeah, give us a tweet at uh, twitter.com slash WNTT1.
1: Or facebook.com slash we need to talk show. Are we ending? Is that?
0: Well, well, no, no, not quite. But uh, I think we should break this into two parts, because it's getting a little long right now. So next week on We Need to Talk, this is going to be part two of View. Get ready for it, because it's going to be good. Till next time. We need to talk. Hey, everyone, it's Matt Zacoria from the Behavioral Observations Podcast. We provide stimulating talk for today's behavior analysts. But if you're not a behavior analyst, you don't even know what a behavior analyst is. Well, that's okay, too, because we have lots of interesting things going on here at the podcast. We talk about all sorts of things related to behavioral sciences. So if you want to check it out and learn more about what this
1: show is all about, you can go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and podcastnh.com. Thanks for checking it out.
0: Oh, and one last solo thing. Meter has an album called Jama's View. We're going to put the link in the description, but here's a song off that album.
1: These are my final thoughts. You can keep them in your pocket for when I'm gone. My brain's so fucked I can't stand it. Writing's a crutch I've been handed. White paint is brushed on the canvas. My name ain't much, so I branded. I'm stranded. Unlocking fame. Camera pan. Now I'm stuck in frame. Sand slipping. Struck again. Playing for a drunken daydream. Because all my lines lie together, intertwined, rhyming, stumbling, rhyming on. every member of the never-stop-trying-to-by-mind-and-soul-together club. Remember how I mentioned that my head was kind of messed with love? You see, I'm blessed with, with a curse, impressive in verse. But the beat keeps beating me down to the curb. The sounds that you've heard are the refreshing of my skull hitting during concrete really doesn't hurt anymore since the nurse came and burnt all the sores that were making my think tank hold i mean porous of course not all young boys need to silence the chorus and noises and poison my parents and boil the soil that they bled in, fed into the system if i would have met them then i could have missed them instead i'm just bred for the pistons machine fuel ground in a bit soon i'm crazy i'm rotten a fingernail in my coffin scream for help but i'm locked in soft skin thick skull pride of oxygen it seems my life's setting in funny i thought that i'd panic i thought regrets would run rampant but i'm excited for silence because i'm so sick of all this static take it back y'all